It was ours, but now it's days. No power. 10 to 20 below freezing. In some places, this might be manageable, but Texas is a dangerous place to be right now. It's not a matter of a couple extra blankets. It's life or death. For the first time ever, every single county in the great state of Texas was under a severe winter warning. Windmills across West Texas, where 20% of their power comes from, frozen. It was a joke at first, but now it's serious. Some people are trapped with no power, no heater, in an increasingly cold house. And it's even worse for those without a home. Some churches, like Dallas Bible Church, are opening their spaces for weary Texans to come warm themselves. This is extreme, and experts say it's not over. Pray for Texas, but pray for those suffering in the cold everywhere right now. And we trust the Lord is good, graciously keeping watch over his own. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and here on a very cold Wednesday for so many of us in North America. I want to warm your heart as we continue with a series called The Heart of Jesus. Winter weather is something you expect every winter, but not like this winter weather. The impact is especially hard in Texas, where millions have been without power. Let's go to Houston. On the line with me is Bruce Munsterman. General Manager of the Christian Network, KHCB. Bruce, we've had you on before, but it was after a hurricane or tornadoes or flooding. But winter? That's right, Charles, and good day to you. Uh, Thanks for taking uh, the time to ask how uh, things are in Texas. Yeah, we're not built uh, for uh, temperatures reaching, well, this morning into the teens, and uh, that's that's a very unusual happening here. I, I do remember this happened about 20 or 25 years ago, and I thought once was enough, but uh, apparently we're going to have to go through this again. But uh, it's been very difficult. Uh, Many parts, uh, of course, we're based in Houston, and our network, uh, which features uh, Haven uh, every day here on KHCB, uh, comes into uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Texas has been very hard hit by all this uh, extra cold weather, so we're really struggling. A number of stations have gone off. They've had iced antennas. And it just won't warm up enough to um, thaw them so that we can get back on the air. Uh, Here in Houston, we've had these rolling, um, they call brownouts, and uh, a number of people, including our staff, uh, don't have any electricity. Bruce, it's not just the electricity, but many don't have water. And some cities in Texas still have water, but they're telling people to boil their water. Right. Yeah. What happens here is when the the power goes off in your house, and many of us have electric heat, uh, the pipes freeze, uh, they may break, and uh, you don't have any water. So um, it's been a real challenge, uh, this uh, cold weather. And, you know, you expect record lows in cities that are uh, what we would call up north, but uh, Texas has been setting all kinds of records with uh, single digits and uh, sometimes just uh, down into the teens. I know you don't have power at your own home, but how are you still broadcasting from your main facility? (laughs) Well, it's funny you should ask. Uh, I was just out trying to work on our generator. We have a pretty good-sized generator that uh, is here at our headquarters, and uh, that has allowed uh, the headquarters to stay on the air. Uh, We went without power. I think it's now been almost uh, 20 hours with no electricity. 
Uh, but we haven't missed a beat by God's grace, and uh, the generator has been running smoothly. So we're thankful for that. But a lot of our stations don't have a backup generator when power is lost, so they're just off the air. And it's always sad when uh, you know, a listener calls and says, hey, I'm not hearing you right now. And you just have to say, I'm sorry, but uh, we'll be back on as soon as we can. Bruce Munsterman from KHCB in Houston, keeping him close by. Thanks for joining us. Well, Charles, thank you. Appreciate you taking time to check in on us. We certainly appreciate your friendship and always appreciate the broadcasts that uh, encourage people to well, keep Jesus as the main thing in their lives. That's certainly our goal. It's all about him. Coming up, we're going to visit again with Pastor Day Nortland, and we'll talk about the biblical idea of resting in Jesus. But now let's open our program with a song I think we all need to hear. A song that will truly warm our hearts, even on a cold February day. Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what Thou art. I am finding out the greatness
She died at age 37, Jean Sophia Pickett, writing this special hymn in Ireland back in the 1800s. And today, Tricia Brock sang it for us, Jesus, I Am Resting, here on A Haven Today, called The Heart of Jesus. I'm Charles Morris. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have a coveted comfy seat in your house? Most houses have one, a lazy boy recliner or maybe a wide cushioned couch. It's the chair you make a beeline to at the end of a long day. It's where you kick your feet up, lay your head back, and allow the concerns of the world to roll away. Why is the pursuit of comfort so important to us? If you think about it, what we're actually trying to get isn't so much comfort as it is rest. It's hard to rest easy if you're uncomfortable. That's true whether you're talking about your body or your soul, and the Holy Spirit understands that need profoundly. That's why it's talked about in Scripture so often. It's why the psalmist says, Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? We need our rest, and we need the kind of rest that satisfies us daily, not just for a moment. We're in this series this week called The Heart of Jesus. It's been such a blessing to catch up with my friend Dane Ortland. Yes, you heard his last name right. If you're a longtime listener to this ministry, you'll recognize that it's the last name of my predecessor, the late Ray Ortland. Dane's grandfather. He was such an encouragement to me personally, and I know he was to many of you as well, as he taught God's Word when the program was still called Haven of Rest. Well, now his grandson has written a book about resting in the Lord. The book is called Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. I wanted to hear what Dane had to say to Christians who are inundated with self-help books and advice and Here was his helpful response. Well, I agree, Charles. We are hardwired and spring-loaded to be given three steps for this, five ways to download this into your life, seven strategies for a better this or that. And sometimes there's actually some profitable things in that kind of counsel, but that's not the engine to our growth. That's not the heart of it. Jesus said, actually, he mentions rest twice in that passage there at the end of Matthew 11. He says, Come to me, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest. The Bible is not redundant. When it repeats things, it's for emphasis. Emphasis. We come to Christ (laughs) for rest. And one way to put it, Charles, would be simply this. How do you get to Jesus Christ? How do you get to enjoying his heart? The best English verb is collapse. You collapse down into him. That's a glorious verb because anyone can do that. (laughs) All you have to do is melt into him. This is not let go and let God. This is not any kind of weird theology. It's simply you collapse into his arms and let him love you back into life. Mm. And that fits in so nicely uh, with with his hand being outstretched for us. Uh, It's something that shows up in, in Isaiah and through the Old Testament, you know, God's hand is there for us. And then Jesus into his arms as well. And why do I forget that, Dane? Why do I not remember that often enough? Oh, you and me both. I mean, I will roll out of bed tomorrow morning. 
uh, not in tune with this. <laughs> and I'm going to get up with my coffee and Bible because I have to re-remember it afresh. We're like leaky buckets. These gospel truths of what Christ is, is most deeply like, they just leak right out of us. Uh, but I love the way you put it about God's arms in Christ's hands. I mean, he, his posture on the cross with his arms mm-hmm. stretched out wide is his posture toward us now that he is in heaven as mm-hmm. much as ever. His posture is not a po- an arm pointed at us with an index finger outstretched, giving us a pep talk. Mm-hmm. Though we tend to think that's what we need. Uh, That's what our coaches and teachers and many of our parents told us. But the Lord Jesus embraces us. It doesn't mean discipleship is easy. He does call us to bear our cross. But all of that takes place in the context of his own safe embrace. And that is what we must uh, keep coming back to daily, as you rightly say, Charles. Mm. Reverend Dr. Dane Ortland, my brother, thank you for joining me here on The Haven today. What a privilege, Charles. Thank you so much. Dr. Dane Hortland speaking with me about finding rest in Jesus. This is a theme that comes up a lot in his new book called Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. Dane told me he wrote this book because he had a deep craving to know Jesus better. And as I read it, It really brought me closer to my Savior, and I believe it will for you as well. After this program, for your gift to the ministry, I'd like to send you either the hardback book of Gentle and Lowly or the audio version read by Dane himself. Here's our phone number to call in a few minutes, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website for Gentle and Lowly, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Resting and trying harder. Our hearts and the world tell us to try harder. But Christ tells us, rest, don't try. You just heard Dane reference Matthew 11 in his interview. Let's take a look at that passage, verses 25 to verse 30 in Matthew 11. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Shouldn't we read that passage every single day of our lives? Life-giving words from our Savior. Jesus does what he does best. He defies our expectations and shows us a better way. It's our natural tendency to perform for God. We're tempted to believe that God will accept us if we work harder for him. You and I fall into that trap all the time. And it doesn't matter what you're calling it. 
It doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom, an office employee, a retiree, even a pastor. Your heart tells you that God will only accept you if you just try harder. And that's not what Jesus' heart says. Our Lord's heart is warmed with compassion for sinners. He doesn't accept you on the basis of your trying. He accepts you because he is loving. And his heart says to you and your heart, come to me. In this passage, that I know you've heard countless times, and I hope you do hear it countless times to come, Jesus had just explained the need for all people to repent. And turning to his Father in prayer, he thanked him for revealing this to his people. The call to repentance is a great mercy from God because it shows us how to flee from the coming judgment. But the Lord didn't reveal it to people who had achieved the next level of spirituality, whatever that is. He revealed it to those who embrace it like little children. Jesus said, yes, Father, this was your good pleasure, which means this is by God's own design. Salvation is given to those who give up on their self-help project, not to the wise and learned, but to children not to those who think they're always the spiritual grown-ups in the room. This good news is for those who know that their walk with the Lord is like a father holding the hand of his young daughter or son. And that's when Jesus says it. Those words of welcome, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And that's every one of us. We all need to hear him say, I will give you rest. The world had longed for these words, and it still longs for them today, because rest is what we were made for. When God finished creating the heavens and the earth, he rested on the seventh day. That first Sabbath in Genesis 2 showed us what God's plan was for the human race. Adam was to be a worker in the garden, working to attain the divine rest of eternal life for us all. But he gave up on his work. And instead of passing Sabbath rest down to the rest of us, he passed along his sinful nature. We're weighed down with this unbearable burden. And ever since then, men and women have worked in order to get their eternal rest, always unable to attain it. Generations came and went. Rest was nowhere in sight. And then that day, suddenly, in Galilee by the sea, A carpenter's son showed us where true rest is found. It was found in him. The long-awaited hope of eternal rest came to us in Jesus Christ. And he said, stop trying, just rest. All you who labor, like your eternal life, depends on it. Rest. Everyone burdened by the pain of this life and the despair of sin, just rest. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Does that mean that we give up on working? Not at all. Jesus says to take his yoke upon us, which means our lives ought to be filled with loving God and loving our neighbors, but our starting place is different. We don't work as those trying to earn their rest. We work already resting in Christ. He's taken our burdens on his shoulders on the cross. The burden he gives to us is easy and light. I imagine 
that if I could see into your heart today, I would find all kinds of anxieties and pain, all sorts of burdens and questions. I can't see into your heart, though. No human can, but Jesus can. He sees those burdens with crystal clarity, and he is still not ashamed to draw near to you. Won't you take his yoke upon you today? Won't you come to him today? His arms are outstretched, and he alone can give the rest you need, the rest for your soul. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved You more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him. so glad I learned to trust him precious Jesus Savior friend and I know that he is with me will be with me to the end Jesus Jesus how trust him how I proved you more and more Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust him Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him. A music group we hear very often. They try to do concerts and get home and go to church every Sunday. Casting crowns. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. I'm Charles Morris on a program called The Heart of Jesus. It's been really special to have Dane Ortland on our program this week. 
His grandfather was my predecessor here at Haven Ministries, and as I took over for him, Ray was such a blessing to me, always encouraging me to look to Jesus. So as I read his grandson's book a few days back, I once again found myself being encouraged by a person named Ortland, gentle and lowly, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. It's one of those rare books where every chapter leaves you worshiping the Lord. Dane needed himself to find the heart of Jesus in his own life, to not just understand him, but to have a deeper relationship with him. And then he wanted to share that with you. And if you're looking for that closer and deeper relationship with your Savior, a better friendship with Jesus, then I highly recommend Gentle and Lowly. So, for your gift to this ministry, I want to send you either the hardback or the audio version that's read by Dane Ortland himself. Here's the number to call us, but call us right now. 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us online, read a sample from the book, or listen to Dane read a few paragraphs. Our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And while you're online, if you have a chance to go to our website, take a listen to our new podcast called Great Stories. We're often limited on the radio program by our time, so this podcast is a great way to hear fuller and longer interviews with guests from the past as well as the present. And this week we have the full interview that I did with Dane Ortland for you to be blessed by. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the heart of Jesus, the great story. It's all about him here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Jesus' words from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 5 are a source of hope. Blessed are the meek, he says, they will inherit the earth. It's a reminder of the Lord's promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All that your eye can see will be yours. And as the book of Hebrews reflects on it, we're reminded that inheriting the earth was always a promise about the new creation. How do we get there? Blessed are the meek, Christ said. Meekness not preoccupied with your own self-importance. It means, in reality, thinking about yourself less, turning away from self, and turning to Christ is the way of meekness, and it's the way to inherit the earth. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.